Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. Today we are talking about encounters with other dimensions, with other beings that are out there in the universe. These are angels and UFOs, light ships, all of it. My guest today is Victoria Lillenquist of VictoriasLight.com. Victoria is a contactee of angels and UFOs or what she calls light ships. And Victoria's had many incredible encounters all her life with angels, the masters, light beings, light ships, and what she calls heavenly, non-earthly manifestation phenomena, which she's captured on live video. And we're going to talk all about this today. Now, Victoria has a very long list of accomplishments in her spiritual work, Her most renowned effort is her award-winning documentary called Encounters with Angels, UFOs, and Divine Messages. This film was screened at the New York International Independent Film Festival in 2005, where it received honorable mention for Best Documentary. So I am so pleased to introduce you to Victoria Lillenquist, filmmaker, UFO contactee, clairvoyant, clairaudient and a 30-year healer who also composes and sings healing music and meditations. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you, Loran. It's a pleasure to be with you today. It's so great to have you here. I know we're just going to have a bunch of topics that we can talk about today, but I first want to answer what I know is on the mind of everyone who's listening, and that is, what is it like to encounter an angel or a UFO? How do you tell the difference, and can you tell us about your experiences? Well, let's start with the angels. Uh, My first encounter... Uh, with an angel happened when I was five years old and I was in my bedroom with my crystals and sitting there thinking as as a child at the age of five I was very deep and I was contemplating how we as earthling can be oblivious to the other light uh, the other uh, planets anybody that's outside of us and at that moment in time I had a a presence come to me and I called it an angel because I was only five years old but they were dressed in in white and they didn't look um, male nor female I mean they had sort of long hair and and uh, just really this beautiful light around them and at that time they told me that about my mission that I had for the planet and so that was my first encounter with an angel now I see I've seen a lot of angels and they don't all have wings but I will see them moving around in in the house you know energy fields I'll, I'll see a presence I'll see a silhouette and actually when I was small and was at uh, a church service 
I could actually see silhouettes of beings walking back and forth behind the podium wherever the person was standing there giving a talk. And I just thought everybody could see it. But it was like like watching the gold gold beans in, in, in Cocoon, if you remember that show, mm-hmm. how they they take off their skin and their gold. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing these gold silhouettes of people walking back and forth. So those are the angels. Now I don't I don't call the UFOs angels, but a lot of the non earthly vehicles are I, what I call ultra-terrestrials. They are higher conscious um, intelligences that come through wormholes. Um, these, these light ships, are, they're not always metallic saucers, although I do have those on film also. So there is, there is a difference. And for many people that have, I have total respect with people where they are in their religious beliefs, because I was raised Christian, and I've experienced the man from Galilee myself, so he's he's very real to me, um, Jesus, and when I died and, and met him on the other side. But the thing is, people need to realize that there are higher evolved um, beings that are visiting not only me, but many people and the children experiencing them too. Well, I think it's interesting that you were five years old with crystals, and so that is very deep. You were a very deep child, and do you think that that visitation from the angel was really here to help you remember your mission? Absolutely, and and they were very precise on telling me at the age of 40, you'll go among the people to teach them about love and forgiveness and you're here to initiate something very important for this planet and I did not know what the word initiate meant but I asked my parents I told them and so yeah of course I was operating as a Clara audience from the time I could you know was a child also so it was it was like this was just my destiny of how I was wired and you've got a story even with your father and his experience what happened with him and his encounter well in 1947 he was coming through the reno desert and he used to be a secret service man um like a secret agent he chased russian spies and he was up in washington state and he was leaving that life so he was a very grounded person but yet i think he was quite a prophetic person and a very beautiful being himself and he came upon this man standing in the desert in about about five o'clock at night and picked him up and the man looked very biblical, dressed in biblical clothing, and there were no hippies back then, so <laughs> it's like, okay, and uh, this uh, this man proceeded to tell my father about the universe, about the other worlds, and then about his life, and he told him that he would have a child, that he, you know, that he would be married, he was a bachelor at the time, but he would get married, and he would, he would have a child, and um, 
my father was kind of laughing because he didn't even think he could have children. And then the man <clears throat> puts his hands on my father and he blesses him. And then he gets out and he dematerializes in front of his eyes. Mm. So that was that was a story that he told my entire life. He would always make sure I was sitting in the room when he was sharing it with his friends. And uh, and so I, I really grew up with a very open mind because I was hearing this story about this, this biblical ancient person that disappeared in thin air. And um, so I think that that helped me to be more open to the things that I was going to experience. And as the years have gone by, actually, Lorraine, I, I, I realize, um, see, in my film, at the end of my film, you saw a pretty amazing non-earthly vehicle that I call the Merkaba. And, um, but it's actually the chariot of Ezekiel. And for those people listening that are familiar with Ezekiel, he was taken up in a chariot of fire. And the images that appear from my film footage, if you slow them down, you can actually see a chariot in one of the pictographs. And so I feel that I have the chariot of Ezekiel on film, and I really feel that my father picked up Ezekiel, and it very well could have been Ezekiel that came to me when I was five. So I think that there's a lot of um, weaving going on there. <laughs> and you've, you've had these encounters all your life, really, and then you started filming them with your video, and that's how you came out with your documentary. So let's talk about the documentary, and what is it that you get are the messages for us that you are to deliver? Well, first of all, we are all connected with each other, and we are all connected with the stars, with the other worlds, and many, many people from the time they've been children have looked at the sky and felt that this star wasn't really a star that it was just but it was blinking right at them and communicating with them and and even the Polynesians used to say you know uh, look to the sky because they are your ancestors and the Native Americans and so uh, my mission my assignment and the commitment that I have made to humanity is to help usher in understanding to help people see beyond uh, the human eyesight, seeing beyond this reality, to open their hearts and minds to realize that, that we are not alone. And even if you go back through uh, biblical scriptures, it talks about the world within worlds. There's many connotations that tie in with that, and even though I'm not into one particular religion in my life, I know that many people, this is one of the things that I'm here to help them 
expand outside of the box because so many people have been in a place of fear, Lorraine. They and and sometimes they you know they see all the sensationalism of what happens in Hollywood and and uh, this isn't about little green men and people that are doing experiments. It's 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 about remembering really who we are and how we are connected to these heavenly beings. And um, the other part of the program is is that the time is coming when we are going to be shifting into a higher uh, vibration. It's already happening right now. We're really in it now. And, um, and so this is part of my assignment is to to just help people go inside and remember how they're connected and, and and let them have the excitement of that remembering. Speaking of that, I have to tell you what happened last night. The ships have been coming every night. I've moved back to the house I rented in the winter. And uh, <clears throat> this Merkaba that looks very much like the one at the end of my film which is just so divine, that particular display of a spoke-like Merkaba vehicle has been coming every night since the 9th of October. And it's been nine years since I filmed what you saw in the movie for that particular piece, and it came on the 9th of October, 2009. And nine represents completion. And last night, I was, oh, and has it been nine days? Well, not almost, almost nine days since it started coming. Last night, that vehicle was not only doing the spoke-like images, but it was vibrating, Lorraine. I mean, I had it on the, the tripod, and that vehicle would look like it had a vibrator on it. It was literally vibrating. And wow. then there was a small orb spinning around it. Oh. And I believe, and they, of course, they telepathically talk to me when I'm filming. And I believe they were telling me that this planet and our consciousness has moved to another octave in the last few days, and people are vibrating. I don't know if you felt kind of a joyful giddiness the last couple of days, but people are just feeling, they're, they're feeling a lot of changes coming, but there's been something magical, especially today when I've run into other people around town, and, and but this vehicle was vibrating. I have, I mean, in all the years I've been filming, which is 15 years I've been filming, I have never had a vehicle that was vibrating. Wow. It's amazing. Is this like an orb of light that is in front of you? How far away is it? Is it up in the sky? How big do you think it is? It hovers over the condominiums that are just across this little man-made waterfront lake between me and the condos. And it hovers over the top of those condos, but you can actually see the colors of it reflecting in the water. Oh. And all of the geese flip out in the middle of the night. They start squawking at it. It's, I mean, it, I was out there filming at 2.30 this morning, and the geese were just 
they were going crazy. And in fact, if people want to go to my website, which is victoriaslight.com, they can click on that front page where it says view um, the videos right off of the front page on the right-hand side. And they will, they will be able to see the different the different videos I have on there. And the one that's entitled Amazing Journey on Film, it shows a diamond-shaped ship. And that's, that's the particular ship that's been coming every night to me at this house on the lake, except for the last few nights since October 9th. It's that 10-pronged tetrahedron. Oh, wow. My friend lives, oh, she lives probably about uh, half a mile away, and she was seeing the same vehicle last night. That is amazing. There's a couple of things now to talk about because one is it's almost time to talk about dimensions. You mentioned that we're shifting into a higher vibration. Some people would say that we're going into the fourth dimension, or some would say that we're already in the fourth dimension and we're going into the fifth dimension. What is that, and what do we do? What what are we as humans, as fifth dimensional beings? Well, there's there's a process that's been taking place over the last few years. First of all, our bodies have been changing. Our body symptoms. Um, whether it's our appetites and we feel like we're morphing, we um, are vibrating. Our physical body is literally vibrating. Some people will uh, acknowledge this. I'm sure they're nodding their heads as they're listening to this show. But when you go to go to bed and your body starts to vibrate and you're going out of your body, all of these things are part of the process as we are shaped shifting into light beings so that we can uh, literally be able to thrive in higher uh, vibrational light on this planet. And many people are leaving the planet because their earth suit is tired and they can't they can't be in the high frequency, so they're going to go and, and enjoy it from the other side and help usher it in. But I believe, see, the fourth dimension is really the Internet. We've, been, we've had Internet for, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. So we're definitely moving into the fifth, and a lot of us are already functioning a lot in the, in the higher dimensions beyond that. Like when you come to where I live, you feel like it's another dimension when you're inside the house. And um, it just, it, it's just a feeling. Or when, when I do an event and uh, we're all together in this oneness as I'm sharing the information, we literally change dimensions in that room. Mm. And it's like it's, it's like we're actually on the ship having this experience, and people feel it. And you know, this isn't just you know me telling you something. It's it, it's really felt. And um, so part of what's happening right now that's an indication that the dimension is shifting. And I love this. How many people they put something down on the coffee table? And they go to the other room, and they come back, and it's not there. Mm-hmm. And they walk around for a half hour looking for it, mm-hmm. and they cannot see it. And then they come back 
a little while later after they've kind of pulled their hair out and and driven themselves crazy because they're late for an appointment or whatever, and there it is, right in front of their eyes. But why couldn't they see it? They couldn't see it because if this this other dimension, it's very fluid and it's bleeding in and out. So it comes in and these these episodes happen and then we kind of, you know, morph back into the day-to-day mundane. But this is happening to everyone and it's not just the light workers, it's the mainstreamers. Can you relate to that? I can totally relate to it. One of my most um, favorite crystals was gone. One of my favorite crystals, and I couldn't find it, and then it just appeared. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like sometimes, again, I work a lot with my, my pendulum, and it's always hanging on my neck, and and just, you know, I'll just ask little things, even like, well, should I take this road or that road so I won't get in a roadblock? But, but sometimes, and then, and then it'll just disappear. And I'll find it, and it's at the bottom of my bed, underneath, inside the sheets. Now, how did it get there? How do we keep track of it all? Well, I think I think part of it is just to, you have to learn to, to be easygoing. And I know when I go into that frantic thing and all of a sudden I can't find things, I know they're working with me, and I'm probably beaming back and forth. Or, or like what I've done the last few nights when I'm on my computer for hours and hours and I don't have enough to show for what I accomplished for being sitting there for 12 hours. Mm. And, and, and so I know that I've been going in and out of my body. Another thing that's happening that shows this dimensional thing, too, is uh, what we're doing at night in our sleep. We're waking up at 222, 3.33, 4.44, mm-hmm. and several people will call the next morning, and they'll say, Victoria, what were we doing last night? And they'll all say the same thing. I was waking up at this time, and everybody would wake up at the same time. And I feel that that's when we come back into our body after our consciousness has been in another place with each other, and we're Mm. getting our instructions of what we're supposed to be doing. And fear not, because it will be revealed to you consciously at the appropriate time. Sometimes we don't always remember everything. But even like when we look at a crop circle, crop circles have meaning and they might mean something different to you than they mean to me. But I believe that subconsciously we all know what they mean. And when we look at them, we are, that's, that's activating on a cellular communication with us, helping us mm. connect with what what this grand plan it's it's we are creating an overture we each play an instrument and and every every single person is needed because each person's light and whatever they're doing and they might not feel like they're doing enough but but truly truly everyone not everyone can do this like full time as their daytime job but don't feel like you're not doing enough because I think people are very, feeling very busy um, in their sleep. They're mm-hmm. working expeditiously mm-hmm. to uh, help orchestrate this. So this is this is 
my my particular assignment is to help people get into the groove of activating and remembering and initiating and and uh, uni unifying with each other so that uh, so that we can move to the next level of our evolutionary station. You mentioned crop circles and when you talk with mainstreamers this is the group of people that are awakening in consciousness let's say and becoming open to these ideas but crop circles how can anyone deny the existence of ultra terrestrials and when do you think our government is going to admit this if ever well they're working on the disclosure project very you know they're very dedicated to this but the thing is, the government may never come clean with this. They may never, but that's not going to stop. That's not going to stop our our family. I call it call them the Brotherhood of Light, but it's the Sisterhood. I mean, it's our families from other worlds. Mm. And so, um, uh, contact and the inevitability and the proof and the in-your-face kind of um, demonstration from other worlds is going to be unfolding here very, very shortly. I mean, like very soon. Okay. And, um, I mean, it could even be, it's already happening in different countries, like the people in China. 98% of the people in China believe in ETs. In Chile, they have, the governments put a lot of money into uncovering uh, you know, studying where some of these um, extraterrestrial bases are down there in that country, and um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's happening. Whether whether there's ever disclosure from the people that have had a lid on it or not, that's not going to stop the process because it's we're on a roll now and. Um, it's very exciting, and actually, I don't know if you saw the Science Illustrated magazine a couple of months ago. I guess it was in the well, the end of August, and the scientists have said that they have discovered that there are as many as 22 planets out there in the galaxy that they believe could house life, support life, mm. and. Uh, and then at the same time on Newsweek it said, do aliens exist, you know? So I think that this is part of the disclosure. It might not be coming from the the people that we've been frustrated with that have um, been trying to keep it all a secret, but it's uh, it's happening. It's happening rapidly. And now Obama even, uh, I've got an email and they said that he's, He's ready to say something. I know Clinton believed also. One of the presidents, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, and John F. Kennedy. Are you familiar with Robert Dean, Bob Dean? Well, he's a very dear friend of mine. You have spoken at an exopolitics conference, so I was wondering if you knew him. I've known him for years. He lives in Arizona, and I used to live in Arizona, and we've been very dear friends. We met, actually, at the 
the very first uh, Roswell anniversary. And for listeners who don't know, Robert Dean is a former command sergeant major who was in the military for many years. It was in 1964, and he was in a top-secret group called SHAPE that was actually over in Germany, and they were, they were studying uh, extraterrestrial contact. And, and he, I mean, he has some amazing stories to tell of some of the, some of the supreme intelligent beings he saw that were 10 feet tall. This is just amazing because it is Convergence. You know, David Wilcox even has a movie called Convergence. In my mind, we're seeing science coming to a point. Everything's coming to a point, which is this new reality. I think it's fascinating, and I just want to thank you, Victoria Lillenquist, for stepping out of what you were in a corporate world to embrace this full-time. That takes a lot of trust, and so you must really be connected and guided very well. I feel very blessed. I mean, it has been just a wonderful honor and blessing to have have the ability to receive communication. I re- I receive communication pretty much 24/7. I mean, it's not like I go and burn a candle and close my eyes. To, I mean, they are talking in my ear a lot and um, one thing I wanted to mention when you were talking about the new reality they have said to me that we have been living in a dream and we are moving out of the dream and into universal virtual reality we are in this waking up process and, and based on visions that I've had my entire life about the second earth, I know that all of these magnificent things are now coming to fruition. Everything is coming to a head. And even though it's it's very stressful for humanity right now, they've been taken to their knees. They've been humbled by the economic downfall and 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 all of the hypocrisy and the deceit and the greed and um, but uh, I think because of what I saw last night with that that vibrating ship they told me this and I feel very calm and sure to share this to the masses and that is just that even though this tumultuous time is upon us right now, I don't think it's going to be a long thing. I think that it's we're gonna, it's like going to the dentist. You finally get there, and they have to take out the wisdom teeth. And once they take the wisdom teeth out, then, you know, you move through the swelling, and you'll be over it. And And they told me last night that... We will be surprised at how quickly we're going to move through this now because things have really come to a head, and everybody's talking about it on the Internet. And it's, you know, everything from, well, I told everybody, make sure you have plenty of cash um, because they might do something a little sneaky with the banks here in the next in the next week or so even so uh, mm. it's 
it's a very important time to just pay attention, be prepared, and uh, you know, get your food, get your food stocked up because you know we're, we're, we might have a little rocky road here now. Not might we are we are on the rocky road. The rocky road has begun, but I believe that we will be able to uh, move move through it more uh, expeditiously than maybe some people think. Well, now let me ask you here. We were talking about troubling times, the economic times, and I just really believe that we have to go through this. We have to identify the fact that the money system is in the favor of just a few powerful bankers, the Rothschilds primarily, Rockefellers here in America, Chase Morgan, and when we realize that we are enslaved with the monetary system, is this something that you see will change? Will there be a time where we don't need banks? Is there a new economy that is going to emerge? Will we still need money? Do you get any messages along that line? Yes, I, I do, Loren. I, I, I feel uh, very confident in saying that we're moving we will be moving completely out of the monetary system. And um, I know right now, of course, they're they're trying to switch these things out with the euro and mm-hmm. and uh, all of that. But I, the world that we have known is soon to be no longer the way we have known it to be. But based on the visions that I've had, I know that there's incredible positive things coming because it, we are going to be moving into more of, of a galactic consciousness in the communities and, um, and our needs will be provided for. Many people are starting to experience the magicalness of when you use your thought form, when you focus on the positive and you just let your fears go and focus on that energy of what you want to create, instantaneous manifestation. I mean, it's happening. You have a thought and within a a minute or two the phone rings and it's somebody calling you about what you just thought about that Mm -hmm. you need in your life or in your path, your purpose or your profession, your dreams, your desires. And so, um, and they call this the age of enlightenment and this is where we are. I was not able to go to the David Icke conference because I um, I was down with a, a little bug, but all my friends just saw, saw him over in Santa Fe. And that's what he had indicated in, in his talk, that regardless of how creepy the Illuminati and all the secret people get, um, and they, they think that they're going to win us with their agenda, but they can't stop the divine plan mm-hmm. of the age of enlightenment. And it is here. It is here now. It's vibrating and we're accelerating and it's going to be a boomerang domino effect. Once things start happening, you're going to see things just happening even probably in the next uh, three weeks. There's huge things happening. 
Now, you yes. talked a little bit about the second earth, so let's tell everyone what that is. You and I have talked about this before, Victoria, and I share the same dream vision. And yes. it was amazing when I saw that on your website. So what is the second earth? Well, in 1997, I had a vision on Easter weekend, and I was I was shown, and I ha actually had three visions around the second earth concept. And the first vision was I saw a, a perfect holographic earth that looked like our earth. Um, it's like I was out in space and I was looking at our earth and I was seeing the second earth. And then I saw this implosion of something transplanting from one to the other. And I, I wasn't quite sure what that meant. And then the next day, when I spoke to the camera, I'd been filming the ships outside my hotel in Lake Bell when I had this vision. And then I proceeded on my trip. And the next night, I said, if you could give me another vision to follow up so I have more understanding, I'd really appreciate it. And it's kind of rare that I'm able to have, have you know, two profound visions two nights in a row, but it was super and they did they did show me this and I was then standing on a balcony where it was like an apartment complex and people were in a frenzy of confusion just really losing it like they kind of are right now and we looked to the sky but you could see no sky all you could see was this huge planet that was coming in. Now, I don't believe this is Planet X. Many people say, oh, is that a Planet X? I don't think so. This was a positive thing, and uh, but the people were screaming at it, saying, who are you and what do you want? Mm. But I saw heavenly, see, I saw uh, like a mansion, like my father's house of many mansions, if you will, spoke of in Dr. J.J. Hertek's Keys of Enoch, mm. which is profoundly connected to all the work that I do. And I saw, then I saw the firmament of the heavens sort of nestling this second earth and dolphins swimming in the firmament of the heavens. And I heard a voice say, Victoria, this is your new home. And then it started to move away. And it's like it came up, you know, side to side with our earth and there was like this this merging, this blending, this collective consciousness where it magnetized whatever conscious beings were ready to move move forward. And and you know, you can look in India, um, folklore, the Indian uh, prophecies of the Shakti and the Shiva, the marriage of the two. And I didn't know about that when I had this vision. You can look at the um, Hopi prophecies and they speak of it. Many people have had dreams like you have and I'll put on my website and people say, I have seen that too. So to me, and whether it's a metaphor or a symbolic thing of this, this elevation of higher vibration, whatever it is, there's, there's a greater there's a greater plan in place, and and we are moving fast and furiously to it now. And the third vision I'll share is that when Princess Diana passed that morning, I was having a panorama vision, and I was looking out the window in my vision, 
and the world had made the shift. All the houses looked the same, the streets looked the same, but it was like we had gone through the car wash and there was no evil, there was no crime, no negativity, and visions all happened in 1997. What we do know about dimensions is that as we go up through the dimensions, if we're in the third dimension, we can't really see into the other dimensions. Exactly. How do you help people go into the dimensions? And then here's another question. How can we tap into remembering what our mission is here? We all chose to be here for this exact moment in time. How do we remember? Absolutely. We made a commitment to be here, to usher this in. And, of course, the, the little children that are now, uh, the little crystal children that are so amazing, they are here to help us usher things in even further. They're magnificent because they're just, they have more more DNA strands and, and but the way that we can start to remember first of all we have to let go of the fear mm -hmm. we have to let go of the judgment we have to see outside the box and we have to learn to love thyself people have been taught to love thy neighbor as thyself but they haven't been taught how to love thyself and until we can love thyself we can love the soul and the child within us and most people have had moments in their life some people had really hard childhoods and so they had a lot of um, deprogramming to go through to let go of those thought forms behaviors and attitudes that do not serve their highest good and that's one thing I do with my therapy. I'm, you know, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, and I have been since 91, as well as a body worker since 1972. But um, I, um, I help people go into the subconscious to unify the subconscious with the conscious and also with the divine, so if you will, the Holy Trinity the conscious, the subconscious, and the divine. And when they're all on the same page, then a person can then start allowing themselves to claim their gifts, to claim their remembering. I encourage people to go and look in the mirror. When you look into your own eyes in a mirror, just put the mirror right up to your face. Don't look at your nose. Don't look at your hair. Don't look at anything but inside the windows of your soul, which are your eyes. And speak to your higher self and say, I give you permission to remember. And, of course, when they see the film footage from the, from the movie, it's, I mean, it activates. Don't you think, didn't, didn't you feel things in your body? Oh, my goodness. I want everyone to go check out the DVD. Let me tell everyone, this is a very special movie. The songs and the music in it were written and composed and sung by Victoria herself. And, in fact, it's the singing that draws the ships to you. 
So I think the singing moved something in me. When I was watching the series of pictographs at the end, for the first time ever when contemplating extraterrestrial life, which I did have an experience earlier this year, my knees were shaking. But when I watch your film, listen to the music, and I see those pictographs, an overwhelming flow of love just moves right in and tears flow. feels like home. It's so comforting. What are the pictographs? Because from what I could see, I saw images of, of love. I saw faces. Did you see the people in, dressed in white? When you look at it and everywhere there's a brown dot, those are the tops of the heads. And they're dressed in white and they're moving in formation inside this vehicle. There's lovers, there's faces, there's dolphins, there's yeah. dogs, there's, I mean, and then there's ancient Sumerian symbols. There's many, many symbols in there. This is awakening our DNA? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's totally activating, and, and anyone can go and, and look at the, the trailer on my, my website. It's also under the category of the film, but... Um, if, if people want to get the movie, but they can just go in and, and watch all the... I've got everything up on YouTube videos that you can watch just inside my site. But the thing that happens when a person just sees a four-minute trailer and they hear the music and they see this 10-pronged tetrahedron spinning there and then it goes into the slow motion and you see the pictographs, you are being downloaded mm. with an activation and a remembering. I know this because I've looked at the film for so long, and and I'm not, okay, I am not your typical scientific, brilliant person with all these scientific degrees in this, in this on this planet, but it's like I'm a genius on the other levels because... They tell me how to film these things and where to be, and or I tell them, and, and then they help me to understand what I need to do with the footage to go backwards in time so I can get the mothership on film that you see with all the diamond-colored lights going clear across the sky. You've probably seen that one trailer, but that's the amazing journey on film. And you'll see diamond rainbow colors going all the way across the sky and then there's a big orb down in the bottom of the photo and the, the, the orb is what everybody's looking at and that's and I have it on pause but what I see with my spiritual eyes now is I can look above and I can see where the motherships they're hundreds of miles long and they cloak themselves but the only way I can get them on film is to go backwards in time on a millisecond in my editing or not even editing just viewing what's in my camera and then I have to freeze it on the right millisecond but then I can't transfer it because if I transfer it, it'll look like it's static because it's on pause. So I film with another camera, that viewfinder. It's very technical. And I didn't figure this out. I mean, they, they tell me how to do everything. <laughs> There's so much happening. It's a very exciting time for people to be uh, alive and and to find each other. That's one thing that I also am very busy in doing is helping uh, people with the, I moved here to Pagosa Springs, Colorado, 
and we're we're really creating a wonderful unified consciousness in our community. We don't have the land yet for like a, a bunch of you know echo homes yet, but um, but we're really building a stable foundation, and um, and, and these are happening in different locations around the world. And it's a wonderful time for people to find like-minded people. I, I don't even hardly know anybody that doesn't think like us, Lorraine. <laughs> you know, your circles of friends, just it's, uh, it's like you don't even attract anybody that isn't on the same page anymore. Exactly. I do want to remind everyone who's listening to visit Victoria's website. It's called Victoria's Light. Dot com and sign up for her newsletter. I want to talk about your healing CDs and your wonderful voice, if I may. You say that you help people remember and you give us tools to help us remember. And one of the tools that I found very interesting was your Sacred Chords audio CD. And I would like to play 60 seconds and then we can talk about it. You listen to this and you will feel a shift in your energy and the most beautiful thing about this what we're going to hear it's Victoria's voice I was asked by some people to do the sacred tone CD and each of these tones actually represents um, children of Abraham and I, they just they came to me and they said, we want you to do this. So I sing a tone and then we line all my tones up into chords. So when a person listens to it, they they think they're listening to an organ, but there's no instrument involved. It's all my voice mm-hmm. that's been placed into chords. But what it does is it activates the RNA DNA coding on a, a subconscious cellular level as well as blessing the planet and they're they're in these seven second increments and it was uh, like I say it was given to me by these people that wanted me to to do this because they took it over to Glastonbury uh, to do a special ceremony around Mother Mary and laying the grids and all kinds of things but um, some people feel that it purifies water. They play it by their water. I like people to play it with the, with headphones on because you feel the vibration of it just going into your body. If you play it in the car, the whole car's vibrating. You feel like your people are going to pass you and think that they can see your car moving, vibrating. That's how intense it can be. So it's a very healing uh, experience. It helps calm the spirit down if somebody's uh, doing the ping pong brain thing where they're they're just jumping all over and they're feeling really hyper and they need to just calm down and get centered and focus. Or if they can't uh, sleep, they have insomnia. Believe it or not, people that work with it, they get eight hours of sleep the first night. They work with it. Okay, so let's take a listen.
That is absolutely amazing. I can't listen to it now, toning with it, because it just makes, and it makes people want to tone with it. It helps them to tone, because as they tone, it brings that light and that energy and vibration into their body. I feel it around my crown and my ears. It's just a lifting vibration. Mm-hmm. And that's your voice. It sounds like yeah. a harmonica. I know. And like when I go, we have a friend that has a lot of crystal bowls, and we go over to do a special ceremony with all the bowls. And sometimes the bowls aren't working very good, but they call me a human Tibetan bowl because they have perfect pitch. So like one of the bowls is not working. Uh, you know, I'll just do the tone. <laughs> and so you use your singing to call on the ships. Tell us about your experiences. Do you do events where people can come and you can call in the ships? I do. I do. I, in fact, I had 60 people show up uh, a year ago. I did not expect that many, but uh, they just came. It's kind of like the, being the Pied Piper, I guess, but... Uh, I do take people out, and we have some amazing things transpire. I had a group come up from Ar- all the way up from Arizona to work with me for a few days, and I took them out, and we had four huge orbs that were eye level, like half a mile away from us in three, dire- you know, three four directions, and um, it's um, it's just it's wonderful. I have parties over here, and while I'm showing footage, then I say, oh, we have a guest appearance, and we all go out on the deck, and there they are. I've been been on tour the last little while this summer, and I go to different cities where I can, um, I'll, I'll show my film, and then I'll give a a small lecture that goes with it and I I don't charge a lot because I'd rather have as many people as possible to come so that they can partake of this information and be activated and uh, and always raise food for the the needy at those events and I do have an event coming up in uh, on 11-11 next month Mm -hmm. here in uh, Bayfield Bayfield is just outside Durango Mm-hmm. between Pagosa and Bayfield. So uh, we'll, I won't be showing my movie at that, but I will be showing a lot of footage and we'll be going into the pictographs and studying those. And so um, my webmaster is in the process of putting some new information up on, on the site. But if people are interested, they can write to me at victoria at victoriaslight.com and uh, if they want healing or if they want to come to that event. Victoria does a lot of remote long-distance healing with her hands. She's very special. You'll see from her website how, how multi-talented she is. I want to ask you, have you ever been aboard a ship? I go most nights. <laughs> what is it like? That's in my, that's in my um, consciousness, but uh, I, I will first share with you an experience I had in Florida. I went back there to have a scientist study my, my body, my frequencies, oh. and, um, and and he he ran all these these studies on me for a few weeks, and um, 
And then I said, well, we need to go out because the ship's coming, so we need to go to uh, a lake. Do you know of a lake that's in this area? And he says, well, yes, uh, there's Pretty Lake. So we went to Pretty Lake, and and I, I, I got out of the car, and first of all, there were all these blue lights. It was like a, a thousand Tinkerbells in that cobalt blue light dancing all over this tree. It, I could hold my hand out, and the blue light would dance on my hand. But wow. you couldn't film it. I mean, I mean, I could. I shot a, a photograph of the tree, and it looked like it had a blue aura. But I could actually see it was like somebody with a little blue spotlight on my hand. It was amazing. So then I said, "Well, I need to go out into the middle of the field." And I said, "Do you want to to go with me?" And he said, "No, I'll just wait here." Well, as I went into the field, the fog came. And it separated us. Mm. And he saw a ship. He saw one of the amber-colored gold ships come mm. over that fog. And I was gone for eight hours. And so when I, when the sun was, that was at midnight, and when the sun was coming up, I was, you know, eight o'clock now, uh, I was walking back to his car, and there was a cigar-shaped craft, low. I mean, like walking on a runway. It was so low that it was like walking under a plane that had just taken off. And it was over the top of me, and then it went forward ahead of me, and it disappeared behind one single pine tree. There was no airport. We were out in a pasture by a lake. So I know I was on that ship, and then I later on had um, Barbara Lamb do some hypnosis with me, and it was a very positive thing. I was just getting my instructions of what I'm supposed to be doing now. So that's one experience. Now, many nights, what happens to me, Lorraine, is this. I will be getting ready for bed, and maybe I'll just be in the process of getting part of my pajamas on, you know, one leg on or something, and all of a sudden I'll be taken out of my body. I mean, the light will be on, and I'm not in bed, I'm just, you know, sitting on the side of the bed, and I will leave, and I'll come back like four hours later, the light's still on, I'm still in the same position, I might be holding, holding whatever I was holding in my hand. For four hours. I mean, it's just amazing. Then I know that I've come back into my body. But many nights, I'll remember, I feel like I have my own ship, actually, but there's areas on the ship where there's the control room and you can look out at space, but there's also recreational areas on the ship. That if you were on in that recreational area, you might not realize you're really on a ship because they have forests and lakes and and land and but that that's the way i mean it's not like you're just in this metal structure so oh, wow. a lot of people are going and not really realizing it you know when i got done watching that movie i live up in the mountains and the the pictographs at the end and went through my moving experience the next day 
I saw three different groups of deer the very next day, and I slowed my car down. I roll, and I do this often. I talk with them and say, "I love you." But this yes. this connection was just so much deeper because of that movie. So something happened there where I realized that those animals are from the stars, and they're here, even maybe more intelligent than we are. They're amazing. The animals are so they're 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 communicating with us, and mm-hmm. if we want to know what's happening with the planet, just look at the animals, mm-hmm. because their behavior will tell you, in just their behavior. Well, you have some of those talents, too, to be able to feel. You think their behavior is feeling the earth changes, but you feel that, too. Well, what I get in my body, and and I've been doing this since I was in second grade, but I didn't realize it was the earthquakes. But as I as I became an adult, I was I finally connected it with the fact that I was picking up on earthquakes. But I will get really nauseated, really dizzy. <clears throat> uh, my heart will palpitate. I'm like I've had a you know like having hundred cups of coffee. And um, there's just like this inner quaking in your body. And it's, of course, it, it's gotten much more intense now. And, and many people are having these symptoms, but they have not made the correlation. And it's really helpful to know that you could be picking that up. I it's extremely get the heart palpitation when there's going to be tsunamis or uh, cyclones or, you know, uh, any kind of wind and rain and, and, and things of that sort. And I can tell in my body sometimes what part of the planet it's going to happen or they'll transmit to me uh, where it's going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, I can't I can't really get the seismologist to probably work with me, but usually 8 to 12 hours I'll start picking up on it, and I'll, uh, sometimes I'll know exactly what time it'll happen the next day, too. So, And so <clears throat> I, I think that the animals tell us those things, too. They, my dog, when he was alive, he was amazing. He helped me capture so much on film and... But he would he would be on my bed and my bed would be vibrating, and I and I would be feeling an earthquake that was happening in California and I wasn't living in California. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting. And I I really feel if there's anything that people can get from this conversation today, it's to start acknowledging their own gifts. And perhaps what you've passed off as your imagination or coincidence, it's probably not coincidence. It's probably a message. And the people that need, like, that live in some kind of difficult areas of the the world where there's a lot of earth changes happening, you know, not everybody can pick up and move and relocate, but people just need to take responsibility to listen to their spirit within and let let them be guided as to what they need to do and uh, <clears throat> and don't let fear 
guide your decisions because we are moving out of uh, the way we do things. It's like it's not it's, it's not going to be a world of money that, well, we have to have the money to do this, so we have to have the money to do this. If we're supposed to sell our house, if we're supposed to be moving, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll have a buyer. And I've seen it happen uh, with quite a few people that have moved here as soon as they knew that they wanted to come here. Mm. It's like they just manifested being able to sell that house and make their move to Pagosa because they wanted to be in this this beautiful vortex. It's very heavenly here. It is very heavenly. I love Pagosa Springs. Another situation, another synchronicity, you and I, that we didn't meet and we had spent two days going on our way to Mesa Verde there and back in Pagosa Springs because we just loved it and felt the energy. And then it wasn't shortly after that visit that I actually contacted you and got to know you. So it's those are the synchronicities that we need to pay attention to. And it's fun when we live that way and see the see how things unfold for ourselves it really is and and anyone that feels any kind of a prompting to contact me they might not really know why they're supposed to talk to me but if they want to contact me we'll figure out you know what we're supposed to do together and i i put out there and i do a lot of prayer work with people all over the world and if people have needs for me to do some prayer work on behalf of people in their family or friends somebody that needs help I do that unconditionally that's my gift to the masses and um, you know just know that that there's lots of there's lots of help available to them on, on this process of opening up, waking up, remembering, and transforming into the next level of a a very conscious being. Well said. Beautiful. It is exciting. And again, I can't thank you enough for all of your talents, giving us great, beautiful music, healing music, healing meditations, the communication that you share with the ultra-terrestrials, it's just absolutely fascinating because at the same time, we do have 2012, a doomsday movie coming out from the from the fun people in Hollywood. So it's just, Oh, really? Yeah. Really? You have not heard about that one yet. 2012, and it's doomsday and blow up the earth, and that's just not what no. any of this is all about. I'm not into doomsday because I've seen... I've the outcome. I've actually been. I've been to the other side. I I had a near death, and I went all the way to the other side. And they showed me the process of these events. They showed me the earthquakes and the hurricanes, the volcanoes, and and they told me I had to come back to finish my mission. And that's what I'm doing now because I have seen the greater picture and we have wonderful things coming we just it's like going through the gestation like i said in my update of being you know being the baby that's you know sometimes it's not very fun to go through that gestation and and be so fluid within the womb and uh, sometimes the birth can be very traumatic they say that you know when we are born 
we prepare to die because it is very dangerous to come through the birth canal. And, and that, that's why it's a wondrous, miraculous thing. And when we die, we prepare to live. But many people are not going to have to go through a physical death to experience this transformation of whether you want to call it the rapture or, you know, the ascension or the graduation. It's real. It is real. I can tell you it's real. What in your vision that you saw, can you detail for us on our closing comments, what that world was that you saw? On the other side? Yes. Uh, they just they showed me what we would always think of as heaven on earth. Uh. You know, people have all their needs. They have no wants. Everyone has has, you know, their their homes and plenty of food and just, um, mm. you know, it's working together in harmony and joyfulness. And, and you know, we, we really are in control. We just have to re remember that we are in control and not let uh, those that want to use mind control over us to convince us that we've lost the battle because we haven't mm -hmm. we haven't and we're going to turn a corner here very soon uh, i mean it is going to be it's going to be intense i will be honest somebody wrote me and they said victoria so did, was that the deluded version of what you think because <laughs> i try to be sort of gentle and subtle i don't like to you know be so abrupt and you know, freak people out, but it is going to be um, challenging for the next little while here, but I have seen what is coming after that, so if people can just focus on the goal, mm. and their consciousness is their surfboard, ride the wave through the eye of the needle, through the merging of a higher new dimension vibrational energy and you know everybody's going to do it the way they're supposed to do it so well said okay all right so everyone hold on and we'll get back with victoria at another date as um things go around in this universe victoria thank you so much for your time thank you lorena it's just been d delightful i i just really enjoy I enjoy your spirit I think you're doing some great things for the masses and I on behalf of the universe I thank you for all that you are all you are doing in your service thank you we leave you now with Victoria's music that she sings and she composed it's Heavenly Exodus that's the music behind the, the pictographic Markabah vehicle on Christmas Eve Beautiful. So again, thank you, and everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Can you walk between the
Thank you.